Good morning, good morning. It's a great day to be in this, the house of the Lord. It's indeed a pleasure to be here. So how's your week been? Everybody had a good week? Great week? <laughs> good, good. We all find ourselves alive and here in the house of the Lord. So it's been a been a great week and it's a, a good day. So as we go straight here into our message from Hebrews, the 10th chapter, Hebrews, the 10th chapter, verses 22 through 27. And when we find that, if we could stand in, in reverence unto the reading of God's holy word. And I'm reading from the New King James Version, beginning at verse 22. Let us draw near with a true heart and full assurance of faith, having our hearts sprinkled from an evil conscience and our bodies washed with pure water. Let us hold fast the confession of our hope without wavering, for he who promised is faithful. Let us consider one another in order to stir up love and good works not forsaking the assembly of ourselves together, as is the manner of some, but exhorting one another, and so much the more as you see the day approaching. For if we sin willfully after we have received the knowledge of the truth, there no longer remains a sacrifice for sins, but a certain fearful expectation of judgment and fiery indignation which will devour the adversaries. Thank you. You may be seated. And as we continue along with our church mission to gather, grow, and go, we've been on gather last week and this week, we're looking at to grow. Growing in Christ is our message today. Growing in Christ. Let us bow our heads. Dear Lord, in the name of Jesus, Lord, we thank you for this day. Lord, I just ask now by the guidance of thy Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, I just ask that you uh, lead me and guide me through this message. Cause us to take this message, to put it in our hearts, our souls, our, our minds, and to make use of it. And dear Lord, right now we're just careful to give you honor, praise, and glory. And we ask this prayer in Jesus' name. Amen. As we begin to look at our 
our message here today. And each week we, we gather with access to the Father through Jesus Christ. We seek to grow in Christ through communion, which is the intimate relationship with him. Intensifying our relationship with him as individuals, but also together as an assembly within the body of Christ. Growing in faith, we become anchored and rooted in him without wavering. And last week uh, in my message, and I'm sure it was touched upon here, talking about gathering and why we gather. And it's all because of Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. To have communion with him, that is intimate relationship. And to have communion with one another, to gather as a local body of believers. And in our message today, we're looking at growing in Christ. And in this letter to the Hebrews, we we keep in mind that this was directed toward individuals. This was a time that these Jewish Christians, they were still new in their faith. They were still, some were evaluating Judaism and Christianity. This thought of living in a, a new way, a new and living way by entering through that veil, the body of Jesus Christ, and now being able to go into the innermost part of the holy of holies in the spiritual realm in heaven. And this Hebrews letter, it's a letter, but it's a sermon. The writer is preaching to these individuals. He's encouraging them. He's giving them the fact that Jesus is supreme. He is the high priest that endures forever. So as we look at our message today, we have to ask ourselves the question, am I growing in Christ? I have to ask Tim, am I growing in Christ? Or am I just going to church each week? I won't say just going to church, or am I going to church each week, but not growing? Have I become stagnant? Are we, are you growing in Christ. As we look at our message here today, verse 22, and let us draw near with a true heart and full assurance of faith, having our hearts sprinkled from an evil conscience and our bodies washed with pure water. Draw nigh to him and he'll draw nigh to you. Are you drawing closer to the Lord? Because when we draw near to him, he'll draw near to us. Let us hold fast the confession of our hope without wavering. Now, some were struggling with their new faith, these Hebrews. And for some of the Jews, this was difficult to accept this Lord and Savior. 
this better way, that the old was now becoming obsolete. It was just hard for some people to accept. But this is a new and living way. The people were being encouraged. Those who were believing, it was a time in which they were being persecuted by the hardline Jewish people and by the Romans. They were getting it from all sides. So these believers were being encouraged to hold fast the confession of our hope, the confession of our faith without wavering. For he who promised is faithful. In Hebrews 4 and 14, it says, Seeing we have a great high priest who has passed through the heavens, Jesus, the Son of God, let us hold fast our confession. Are we growing in Christ? Are we holding fast to our confession of faith of the Lord Jesus Christ? That he is in the heavens sitting on the right hand of the Father interceding for you and for me. That's what he lives for, to intercede for you and for me. Let's take a quick look at Hebrews, the seventh chapter. Hebrews, the seventh chapter, quickly. Hebrews 7 and 25. Therefore, he is also able to save to the uttermost those who come to God through him. Those who now come through the veil, the body of Jesus Christ, coming in deeper into the holy of holies, that now is no longer needed for the manly high priest to intercede for the people and offer the sacrifice once a year for their sins. But we can boldly come before his throne of mercy ourselves. All by themselves now they could come before God. And growing in Christ, we have to realize that we, you, can come boldly before his throne of grace. Therefore, he is also able to save to the uttermost those who come to God through him, since he always lives to make intercession for them. He's always making intercession for you. He's always making intercession for old Tim. So I come boldly before his throne of grace and mercy when I get ready. When you get ready, all we got to do is go before him. We don't have to wait on anybody. You don't have to call me. You don't have to call anybody. You can do it yourself. Growing in Christ. Going back to Hebrews 10. For he who promised is faithful. And I used this scripture last week and it's it's needed again, 1 Corinthians 1 and 9, that God is faithful by whom you were called into the fellowship of his son, Jesus Christ, our Lord. God is faithful. 
God is faithful. He's not a man that he should lie. And he has called us into the fellowship of his son, Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior, growing in Christ today. And let us consider one another in order to stir up love and good works, not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together, as is the manner of some, but exhorting one another. So much the more as you see the day approaching. There in verse 24, and let us consider one another in order to stir up love. It's all about love. You know, this week I was thinking about and reading and thinking about love. What really is love? We love coffee. We love cappuccino. We love chocolate. We love steak and eggs. We just throw that word around. I love this. I love that. I love you. The Bible says that there's faith, hope, and love. And that the greatest of these three is love. I just really rediscovered this week within myself that God is love. And his love is unconditional. Once that we receive the Lord Jesus Christ, and we make him our Lord and Savior, he just keeps on loving us no matter what we do. You can fall down, he'll pick you up, dust you off, and put us back in this race of life. Growing in Christ. But this love is unconditional. And let us consider one another in order to stir up love. To stir up this sacrificial love within ourselves that Christ gave to us. When he hung upon the cross, it says there, in Matthew, and he cried out with a, a loud voice, and there was an earthquake, and the veil was rent from the top to the bottom. That's when mankind had access to God Almighty through Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. And it's been that way ever since, up until now. Jesus Christ, the same yesterday, today, and forevermore, it's like that forever now, growing in Christ. But this love is something else. We, we have to love one another, forgive one another, be kind and tenderhearted for one another. This is what God did for us. He forgave us through Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. Every now and then, and I had talked to Justin, and I, he told me that he had left off the sermon there in Exodus 17 last week with Moses and Aaron and Hur. Moses sent Joshua out to fight the Amalekites. He told him to take some good men. So they went out and, and fought, and they took a rock and placed it so Moses could 
have a seat on the rock. And then Aaron and, and her, one on each side, held up his arms. The great Moses needed some help because when his arms went down, the Israelites would begin to lose the battle. But when he held up the rod of God and they held up his arms, they would win. And they came out victorious at sundown. But he had help along the way. Aaron and her held up his arms. Every now and then, we got to hold each other's arms up. We got to love each other. Sometimes we got to have a seat on that rock. I'm talking about that rock of ages. Growing in Christ realizes to us in our mind that he's always present. Not only is he a rock of ages and a rock that you can step on to get out of that pit of miry clay, he's a rock that you can sit down on sometimes and get rest in this old weary world. I don't know about you, but I get tired sometimes like old Moses, and I need some help. So it's so important that we love one another. In Matthew 22 and 37 through 40, the Lord told us to love God with all our heart, soul, and mind, to love your neighbor as yourself. Said all the law of the prophets hang off of these two commandments. Everything in here hangs off of love. Love God with all your heart, soul, and mind, and love your neighbor as yourself. But we have to continue to grow in Christ. This was the purpose of the letter sent to the Hebrews. It was because they needed to grow in Christ. We today, all of us, we need to grow in Christ. All of the days of our lives, we need to grow. Once that incorruptible seed, the word of God, is put in us, it continues to blossom and it grows. The word of God lives and abides forever. It's so important that we grow in Christ. Verse 25, and not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together, as is the manner of some, but exhorting one another, and so much the more as you see the day approaching. As I said, it's a strong possibility that some of those who are probably wanting to go back to Judaism. Some were beginning to have doubts. They were being persecuted, and they wanted to go back. Some refused to grow in Christ. But there's a time when it comes that when we confess our faith, then we are to not only be readers and hearers of God's word, but also doers of God's word. And that's where this message is, is leading us. As we grow in Christ, 
We are also doers in Christ. We just don't talk about it, but we do it. Love in action, growing in Christ. Let's look at Acts, the 10th chapter. As we continue to grow in Christ, it's just reaffirmed in our mind who he is. We continue to grow in him the more knowledge of, that we have of him. Acts, the 10th chapter. Peter said this in verse 42. And he commanded us to preach to the people and to testify that it is he who was ordained by God to be the judge of the living and the dead. To him all the prophets witness that through his name, whoever believes in him will receive remission of sin. Now we go back to Hebrews 10, for if we sin willfully now, after we have received the knowledge of the truth. And that's part of the truth. Continuing to know that it says in Acts 4 and 12, there is no other name in heaven given among men by which we must be saved. We're not saved by anybody else, but by Jesus Christ. He's the way, the truth, and the life. No man comes unto the Father but by him. All roads lead <laughs> by Jesus Christ. That's how we grow in Christ, realizing him, acknowledging him in all of our ways. And then he directs our paths in lives. So as we grow in Christ, we acknowledge him in everything. In our homes, in our families. When I beat a young boy in basketball, I acknowledge him for the health and strength that he gives me. Acknowledge him in all your ways. You know, sometimes I've told it before in, in my church that I pastored at that even sometimes I'll be sitting in Chick-fil-A and eating a little cone of ice cream. I love that Chick-fil-A ice cream. And I just thank God for just allowing me to live and taste that simple pleasure in life. But then he'll take you to, oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. Blessed is the man that trusts in him. It's all about growing in Christ. Just realizing each day, even right now, everybody, that we live and move in him. It's only by him that you're sitting there inhaling, exhaling. It's only by his grace, his mercy. 
Several years ago, before my mom passed, we were in a service when I pastored, and she sang in the choir. And all of a sudden, she fell over, had a stroke, right in the middle of service. Every second, every minute that we live is by his grace. But guess what? He healed her. Dad gave her up for dead. She was out a couple of days. The doctor thought that she would have permanent brain damage. <laughs> she was fine. She was fine. She had told me, don't let them hook me up to any machines. Let me go if that ever happens. I knew she was okay because over in the middle of the night after a couple of days I was in there, she woke up and put those eyes on me because <laughs> they had put that tube down her throat, which she had instructed me not to do. And she put those eyes on me and started trying to talk and fuss at me. God's grace. God's grace. Growing in Christ, the knowledge of him. For if we sin willfully after we have received the knowledge of the truth, that is to keep on sinning on purpose, willfully, intentionally to sin. To reject the Lord Jesus Christ. To reject him as the one-time sacrifice for the forgiveness of all of our sins. That's what the writer was trying to get across to them and trying to get across to us. Because we go there in Hebrews, the 10th chapter, and verse 12. It says, but this man, after he had offered one sacrifice for sins, forever sat down at the right hand of God. And from that time, waiting till his enemies are made his footstool. For by one offering, he has perfected forever those who are being sanctified. That's you, that's me, being set apart for God's use. Being sanctified, perfected for God's use, growing in Christ. There no longer remains a sacrifice for sins. Going back to verse 26 as we prepare to close the message. But a certain fearful expectation of judgment and fiery indignation, which will devour the adversaries. That there would be judgment by God in this life. There is judgment by God through the Son after death that would come into those individuals' minds back here during this time, that to reject the sacrificial offering of the Lamb of God was going in opposition of God's will. And so it is with us here today in 2019. 
As I said earlier, Jesus Christ the same yesterday, today, and forevermore. I mean, we can have the lights. I mean, sometimes when I preach here, man, I feel like I'm, I'm uh, on Broadway sometimes. Different lights and different things. And it's, it's great. It enhances the service. But Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forevermore. He's the same as when he hung on that old rugged cross, that old dusty rugged cross and there was no kind of lights no kind of nice building Jesus Christ is our Lord and our Savior and it's so important that we grow in him and as I prepare to close I just want to say that we'll jump there and this pretty much sums up verse 26 if you look there, just go a couple of verses ahead. In verse 30 and verse 31. For we know him who said, vengeance is mine, I will repay, says the Lord. And again, the Lord will judge his people. It is a fearful thing to fall into the hands of the living God. That's not Tim, that's God's word. And as we prepare to close, if we'll go to Ephesians. Ephesians, the fourth chapter. Keeping in mind that as we grow in Christ, growing here at the fellowship, as it was there over 2,000 years ago, the same it is here in this church and other churches within the body of Christ. Chapter 4, verse 11. And he himself gave some to be apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, and some pastors and teachers. And the reason was for, for the equipping of the saints. For the equipping of the saints for the work of ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ, till we all come in the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God, to a perfect man, to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ. Man, you can sit on that and just think for hours to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ. That is growing in Christ. That we should no longer be children tossed to and fro and carried about with every wind of doctrine by the trickery of men in the cunning craftiness of deceitful plotting, but speaking the truth in love may grow up in all things, may grow up. Growing in Christ is growing up in all things. May grow up in all things into him. So we see ourselves in the spiritual, growing up into him who is the head. We're the body. We mature, we become readers, hearers and doers of his word over time as we mature 
in Christ. Grow up in, him, in all things into him who is the head, Christ. Jesus Christ is the head. And now as we, as we close, going back there to Hebrews 10. The last thing I want to share to everyone here today is going back there to verse 19. Therefore, brethren, have boldness to enter the holiest by the blood of Jesus, by a new and living way, which he consecrated for us through the veil that is his flesh. The body of Jesus Christ. And as the praise team comes back, as they come back, we think about the body of Jesus Christ having communion with him today. That is intimate relationship. The opportunity is here for the partaking of the Lord's Supper, the bread, which symbolizes his body, which he said was broken for us. And that we do this in remembrance of him. And the cup, which is the New Testament, in his blood. And we also do this in remembrance of the Lord Jesus Christ, knowing that his blood was shed for the forgiveness of our sins. Let us bow our heads. Dear Lord, in Jesus' name, Lord, we thank you for this day. Lord, just help us to continue to grow in you, to be the body of Christ, and to grow up into you, the head of the body. Let us acknowledge you in all of our ways. Let us proclaim that you are our Lord and our Savior. We give you honor, praise, and glory. We ask this prayer in Jesus' name. Amen.